everybody. I'm excited to have this opportunity to share the word with you today. This word in particular comes from Woman That Are Loose 2014, okay? And the message is playing catch up with your dream. So God says to Habakkuk, the prophet, who is waiting on an answer from God because he doesn't understand where he is. He doesn't understand what season he's in. He doesn't understand what's going on in his life. And God gives him simple instructions. He said, write the vision. Okay. Not the problem. Not the obstacle. Not the need. Not the lack. He said, don't write about what you lack. Write the vision. Write it. Right. What do you see, woman of God? Ten years from now, what do you see? What do you see? In your spirit, when you when you get down to your core, what do you see? If, if what would you what would you do if money were no problem? Well, it's no problem. I'm going to try y'all. What would you do if money were no problem? Well, it's no problem. It's no problem. It's no problem. It is, I'll try y'all. What would you do if money were no problem? Well, would you tell your sister it's no problem? It's no problem. Don't let not having the money drop your pen. Write the vision. Don't worry about who's going to pay for it. Don't worry about who's going to execute it. Don't worry about who's going to stand in agreement with it. All he asked you to do was write the vision. He didn't ask you to pay for the vision. He asked you, oh, he, who can I give this baby to? Maybe y'all will take it up there. Just write the vision. Go ahead and write the business plan. Go ahead and write the business plan. Go ahead and write the purpose, the vision, the purpose and goal. Go ahead and write the vision. You have been so focused on where you've been that you can't stretch for where you're going. All our prayers are backdated. Oh God, have mercy on me. You know what happened to me when I was a child. You know what I went through when I went to college. Oh Lord, I'm still getting over my first husband. Girl, you on your fourth husband. Still talking about your third. Would I know it sounds hard, but slap somebody and say, get over it. He didn't say write the past. He didn't say write the pain. He said write the vision. What do you see? What do you hope for? What do you believe? He said write the vision. And then 
He says to Habakkuk, read what you wrote. Yeah, write it and then read it. Remind yourself of what you said. Remind yourself of where you're going. Write it, read it, and then run it. Before the year is out, say it with me, before the year is out, I'm going to write it, I'm going to read it, and I'm going to run it. Let me tell you something. I don't try to run Kenneth Copeland's ministries because it's not mine. I don't try to run Fred Price's ministries because it's not mine. I don't try to run Joyce Meyer's ministry because it's not mine. I don't have the anointing to run something that I'm not instinctive at in my core. But when it comes to T.D.J. Mint, you better get out of it. Touch your sister and say, I'm going to write it. I'm going to read it, and I'm going to run it. I'm going to write it, I'm going to read it, and I'm going to run it. I'm going to write it, I'm going to read it, and I'm going to run it. Now just take a minute and praise God for that right there. Right I'm going to write it. I'm going to read it, and I'm going to run it. Running it means I'm going to bring all of my efforts in alignment with what I wrote. I'm not going to expend energy that's off the page. If it's not on the page, I'm not running after it. If it's not in the script, the actor doesn't say the lines. I'm going to write it, I'm going to read it, and I'm going to run it. When you see me running, you don't have to read what I wrote because my feet will tell you what's on the page. Oh, my God. Tell your sister, let your feet do the talking. Stop explaining, stop arguing, stop fighting back on Facebook, stop arguing on Twitter, stop complaining with your so-called friends. Tell them to watch my feet. You see, the world has changed. And as the world changes, both positively and negatively, God gives you opportunities. Opportunities are created from adversity. You wouldn't need a washing machine if you didn't have dirty clothes. Opportunities are created from adversities. So if you have adversities, your adversities are opportunities. Whether they become opportunities or not is how you look at them. If you see it as a problem, it's a problem. But if you see it as an opportunity, it's an opportunity. God is giving you opportunity. It's just like coming to this conference. God has given you an opportunity. What you do with it is up to you. You can stay in your room and sleep in, not have to put on makeup or nothing, just lay up in the bed and watch TV and get you some rest. You, God knows you need some rest. And you go back rested and empty. 
all God gives you is an opportunity. He's not going to make you. He's not going to force you. He's not going to rape you. All God's going to do is give you an opportunity. When he's giving you an opportunity, he's done. He's going to give you an opportunity. In my book, I talk about the, the, the parable of the, of, of the talents, the two, the five, and the ten. And, and, and the householder gave to the service two and five and, and one, actually, one, two, and five. And, and the one who had five took the opportunity and turned it into ten. The one who had two took the opportunity and turned it into four. The one who had one took the opportunity and hid it. But they might not have had equal talents, but they all had equal opportunity. Pray till your lips need chapstick. But all God is going to give you I'm practicing for stand-up comedy in case I lose my job. I have a career with Cheryl Underwood and them on, you know. All God's going to give you is an opportunity. Have, have you not recognized opportunities because they were dressed in adversity? If, if you look at the clothes of opportunity, opportunity always puts on an adversity suit. Not too long ago, there was a, a tornado that come through and, 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 and the waves from the ocean were coming up on shore and houses were up underwater and streets were, were covered with water and everybody was getting out of town. It was so dramatic that they had turned uh, two-way streets and the one-way streets all exiting the city, everybody trying to get out of town as quickly as possible, didn't know how high the waves were going to come. People could be killed or destroyed, lose their property. They were all headed out of town. Back to back, the highway looked like a parking lot with cars stuck on it trying to get out. And in the middle of all of that, here comes a bunch of young boys running in the opposite direction toward the storm, carrying surfboards. Because what everybody else saw as an adversity, they saw it as an opportunity. A wave is an adversity if you're not prepared for it, but if you got a surfboard, this is the time of your life. I've never seen. And what I'm trying to tell you is that the blessing of the Lord comes in waves. It comes in waves. And if you stop running from the wave and just ride the wave, the blessing of the Lord would overtake you. I'm excited because I see women today shattering ceilings, going into new areas, but often they're going in with education, but education is totally different from mentoring. A masterclass sets you in the room with the woman who did it before you. It sets you in a room with trailblazers. It lets you see how they think. It's one thing to tweak what I said, but it's another thing to understand why I said it. And the greatest thing that a person can give you is not the what, but the why. Women today are faced with opportunities a door has flung open in the heavenlies that has allowed them to do things that historically they've never been able to do before. But without masterclasses and mentoring and training, your gift will carry you where your training will not allow you to stay.
opportunities, new problems, decadence and situations and circumstances that are, are beyond anything your grandmother would imagine. Imagine if your grandmother woke up in this world today and she was running around looking for a telephone booth. I'm gonna call him, do you got any change? Drive me down to the phone booth so I can call somebody. How far would you have to drive in Atlanta to find a phone booth? You're gonna need a lot of gas. Isn't it, you can have the coin, you can have the need, but if you don't understand the world you're in, you are dysfunctional. You're not just dysfunctional because of your childhood. You are dysfunctional when you are prepared for that which is antiquated. So God says, run forward, not backwards. Can I go deeper? Oh, this is good. I got the right folks in here. I got the right folks in here. Somebody say, I have a dream. You need to run in the direction of your dream and away from the direction of your disease. Disease. I'm not sick. Disease simply means dis-ease. 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 Somebody bring me a chair. Can you bring me a chair? I know those are hooked up. If they're a single chair, bring the chair. Dis-ease. Write this down. Dis-ease. Thank you, son. Bring me this chair. Here. Thank you. Now, I'm sitting down. So I can be comfortable in what I'm doing. So I can be at ease. You got me? Do you not know that God can give you blessings that make you uncomfortable? That you can be not at ease with being loved? <laughs> not at ease with being successful? And if you are, if you have a dis-ease, that dysfunction will make you self-sabotage your opportunities. And you might not have high blood pressure, you might not have kidney failure, but you got a disease because you are uncomfortable with your own dream. So pray all you want to, but if you are at dis-ease with your dream, you won't run after it. You'll shout about it, but you won't run after it. You think you're a procrastinator. You're not a procrastinator. You got dis-ease with your dream. You are dreaming something that you won't relax in. You, you won't walk in it. You're still walking in who you were rather than who you are. You need to go in a phone booth. Make you a call. <laughs> go in there as Clark Kent. But come out as Superman. 
In fact, I declare Woman Hour Loose to be a phone booth. This is a place that you're gonna come in here one way and you're gonna walk out a completely different way because you came in here to be loose from what you came from, but I came in here to call you into what you're going to. You gotta catch up with your dream. Touch 10 women and say, you gotta catch up with your dream. You gotta catch up with your dream. Your dreams are in one place, your head is somewhere else. Your dreams are in one place, your head is somewhere else. Your dreams are in one place, your head is somewhere else. You gotta catch up with your dream. When you get to the 10th woman, say, run! Write it, read it, run it. 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 Touch and say, write it, read it, run it. Give him a shout of praise right now. I'm not sure this is true. I read it somewhere. I read it somewhere. Oprah didn't tell me this, but I read it somewhere that, that her mama was trying to call her Orpa and misspelled it and called her Oprah. I want to bring up Orpa. Orpa is the girl who couldn't escape the gravitational pull of where she came from. Orpa is the girl who had an opportunity that was so big that she acquiesced away from it because it was unfamiliar and felt more at ease in dysfunction than she did in her dreams, came right to the gate of escaping her past, but said, no, that's too much for me. I'm going to stay over here in what I have been groomed for because I don't know how to live in a new world. I know how to live in Moab. I know what the rules are in Moab. I know how to function in Moab. So I'm going to sabotage my opportunity to go into Bethlehem and I'm going to stay in Moab because it's familiar. Orpah is the girl who went back. You don't hear anybody preaching about her. Everybody's preaching about Ruth. Nobody's preaching about Orpah. Orpah is a girl who could not escape the gravitational pull of where she came from because she found safety in dysfunction and she had dis-ease with her dream. And I just want to know, are you Orpah or are you Ruth? Let me ask him, are you Orpah or are you Ruth? Orpah only feels safe with poor folks, broke folks, hateful folks, gossiping folk, lying folk, cheating, whoremongering folks. Orpah doesn't feel comfortable in a big room. Orpah wants to be a big girl in a small room. Orpah sabotages all of her opportunities because she has not been mentored for the opportunity that God has in front of her. Orpah is afraid that she won't speak the language and she doesn't have the clothes and she doesn't know how to fit in. So she goes back into the very thing that she should have got away from because for me, Orpah is the girl who stays with the dead. Orpah's husband died. Her father-in-law died. Her brother-in-law died. And Ruth said, I'm going to let the dead bury the dead. But Orpah stayed with the dead. 
Are you staying with dead things because they're safe or are you deliberately living beyond the brink? Because if you're going to be Ruth, you're going to be scared. But it's okay to be scared. You're going to go into a new world. You're going to go into new rules and new cultures and new opportunities. You're going to sit in boardrooms and places that you've never sat before. You're going to negotiate stuff that you've never done before. You're going to speak the word with power and clarity beyond the brink. If you are Ruth, you got to be willing to get out of your comfort zone and go after your dreams. And if you are Ruth, you have got to be willing, check this out, to go from being respected in Moab to sucking class in Bethlehem. If you are Ruth, you have got to be willing to go back to ground level zero on the next level of your life. If you are Ruth, you are a teacher in Moab, but you're going to be a student in Bethlehem. If you are Ruth, you have got to chase after your dreams when you are used to walking into a room where you are already Miss Suchy Much. You have got to walk into a room where you don't get VIP CD because we don't even know you up in here. Why in the world would God give an opportunity like this to a girl like you? Nothing in your background prepares you for what God is about to do in your life. And you're trying to walk forward, but you're scared to death, and you're praying, and you're uncomfortable, and you're saying, Lord, I don't know what you got me doing, but I'm going to walk into it by faith. Who am I preaching to today? Now you see why you had to be a woman now or loose. Because you couldn't find nobody to talk to who understood what is standing in front of you right now. But the Lord has been talking to me about you and God has scheduled you for a promotion. You're going to have to run after your dream. Slap somebody and say run! I'm so glad we could hang out today. People don't win at life because they are perfect. They win because they are intentional. You can't accomplish great things without being deliberate. In spite of everything you may have done wrong, mistakes you made, made bad choices, went with the wrong company, moved to the wrong city, I don't care what it is, you can still walk in your purpose and fulfill your destiny. By faith, I want you to write it, read it, and run it. That means write your vision down. Read it to yourself daily and focus your actions on that dream. Be consistent and God will respond to your faith in ways that will absolutely blow your mind. I want to quickly tell you about our GPS system. It's powerful. It's a global partner system. I created GPS because reaching the world with the gospel is utmost importance to me and it's what's on God's heart. But no one man by himself, no one ministry can do it alone. The world is too big. If you're being blessed by this broadcast, if you want to see this kind of ministry continue, if you want the kind of word that you hear to perpetuate itself and continue to live, then we need to hear from you. Without your support, we can't go forward. Come on, be a partner.
What do I need to do? I'm glad you asked me that. Just text the letters GPS and any giving amount to 28950. You can also visit us at tdjpartners.org. Either way you choose to be a part of this, I think it's the time in our relationship that we should be connected. I believe the blessings that are on me will flow through to you. And I believe this connection is necessary for where we are in life right now. So I want to thank you in advance. I want to tell you how much I appreciate what you're doing. And I want you to understand that I pray for you as if you were a member of this church because you are partners with me. God bless you. I love you. God loves you. Take care. Some people can't make it. They can't forgive themselves from yesterday enough to embrace today. It costs something to be a survivor. Overcome any obstacle now that you're destined for freedom. For your gift to the ministry of any size, you will receive freedom it costs too much on CD, as well as three free Indeed note cards. Whatever is coming out of you is a reflection of what went down inside of you. It's hard to eat bitter stuff and produce sweet phrases. And when your gift is $70 or more, you will receive the Destined for Freedom three-part series on DVD. Freedom may cost too much on CD and the free Indeed note cards. You will have to resist your own fear when the voices rise up in you and say you're not good enough. Be strong! When your gift is $120 or more, you will receive Freedom may cost too much on CD, the three free Indeed note cards, the Destined for Freedom three-part series on DVD, and Destined for Freedom decorative wood piece. If in Canada, visit us online or call to order your digital downloads today. It's just amazing to see women of every color, every country. There's so many countries here coming together and their one purpose is just to get closer to God. When you think about all you went through, some of you don't understand why you need to shout. Watching other women come on stage and talk about the pain, to know that it's common that it's not something that is uniquely hers. He is no respecter of persons. And what God does for one, he will do for another. I came with a friend and a cousin and left with many sisters. Let God dig up stuff in your spirit that you never thought was there. This is my moment. This is my opportunity. And I will, as long as I have breath in my body, attend woman thou earnings. A thousand women Touch and agree concerning anything. His answer will be yes. Here's today's takeaway. Write the vision. Don't worry about who's going to pay for it. Don't worry about who's going to execute it. Don't worry about who's going to stand in agreement with it. All he asked you to do was write the vision. And then read it. Remind yourself of what you said. Remind yourself of where you're going. Touch your sister and say, I'm going to write it, I'm going to read it, and I'm going to run it. God has scheduled you for a promotion. You're going to have to run after your dream. Slap somebody and say, run! Feel free to reach out to us on social media and share your story of how God is impacting your life. We look forward to seeing you next time on The Potter's Touch.